Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we are talking about imposter syndrome. I feel like this is something that a lot of people our age, so like millennials, zillennials, Gen Zs are experiencing honestly on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like especially with the pandemic and everything, like we're always like constantly doubting like who we are and like what we're doing and I feel like we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast and over the summer we did a lot of episodes similar to this where we tackled like girl boss and hustle culture and we did one about toxic positivity which for some reason y'all loved it's one of our most listened to episodes of all time so i'll link both of those down below but i don't know i'm excited to kind of break this down because this is definitely something that we've both been going through lately yeah but you know before we get into the juice the juice meatiness of this episode the tenderness (laughs) the tender ones i'm sorry please take me out back like the worst words those are on my list i have a whole list of words that i hate it's like literally an iphone note um me tender i'm gonna i'll read it to you guys one day but all of those words that i just said are on there and i actually have the chills now because i used all of them together so gross but if you're new here thank you so much for giving us a shot for hit and play (laughs) yeah for you know that's so nice thank you if you are a return listener thank you so much welcome for back, like, bestie. literally welcome bestie this is like a bestie podcast we love all of you if you guys um, didn't know we are besties and we're roommates and we're roommates yeah we should probably do like a reintroduction episode because everyone's probably like who the fuck are I these know, people who are these like randos if you have not like can you please for the love of god give us a rating on on apple Podcasts? please you literally don't even have to write us a review just tap the five star button please five star yeah and we really appreciate it i mean 44 other people have rated us five stars so why not you and if you literally have one second can you please write a review it makes so like it sounds stupid and i know it's annoying but it really makes such a difference like especially when a bunch of people do it and it really helps us out helps us like get discovered and stuff yeah i was gonna say that really helps with discovery too because like they promote shows that get like obviously more listens and like more reviews and don't forget to follow us on instagram because we said our names in the beginning i was gonna be like if you guys didn't know this is (laughs) erin um i i edited the episode that you're listening to right now but meg does our social media and she does such a good job so definitely go follow us on instagram so you can stay up to date because we're always posting like helpful resources but then we're also posting like dumb shit like meg did like a this or that that survivor edition and it was so funny <laughs> yeah you gotta have like the good and the bad so you know with that we're gonna get into our segment every week we talk about what we're loving and what we're hating we always get the negative shit out of the way first what i'm hitting this week is basically like sunday scaries i feel like i can never enjoy sundays like completely because 100%. i'm just thinking about the next day and like the whole week and all the shit i have to do then like monday mornings come along and i'm literally laying in bed staring at the ceiling and i'm like why is this happening right like i feel like before <laughs> noon like i'm fine like i'm kind of vibing maybe even before two i'm like having a good time i'm like reading getting my life together drinking some coffee and then i'm like okay i have to pick out my clothes for tomorrow like i have to rest up for the week ahead it's just too much it's really not that bad like i i like my job but like just for some reason the anticipation Mm -hmm. of like knowing that you're gonna have to do work is just awful (laughs) like the anticipatory anxiety is like too much yeah that's really like i think the 
real root of my anxiety is just anticipating things yeah kind of like going off of that what i'm hating this week is just like having to work in general because like (laughs) okay hear me out like like Meg just said, I mean, we don't work at the same place, but I also like love my job. Like I'm obsessed with it. Love all the people I work with, but it's just kind of the same thing with Sunday scaries. Like you kind of just wake up and you wish that you could like work from home or you wish that you could like work for yourself. And I don't know. Hopefully my employer does not hear this. Love you. <laughs> yeah, love you. Not going to say where I work, obviously, because yeah. I don't want to be associated with that. I don't want to reflect the views of my company, yeah. if that makes any sense. But sometimes, like, you have those. I, I did have a really good week this week, so I'm thankful for that. But sometimes you have those weeks where, like, you just want to, like, work from home and, like, not leave your bed. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. I do work from home. Mm-hmm. But, like, also it's kind of hard for me. I have a hard time, like, I talked about this in a previous episode, but I don't have a desk. And... We do have, like, a dining room table I could work at, but the chairs, like, aren't that comfortable for extended periods of time. So, I basically just sit on our couch, and then I get, like, back issues. I just feel like it's not really... Like, I do get work done, but I feel like it's not, like, the ideal situation for me. It's not, like, sustainable for, like, a long... Especially if you're, like, working, like, multiple days for, like, hours in a row. Like, it's just not sustainable. I just need to bite the bullet and buy a desk. So, if you guys have any recs, um, send them my way. I am looking for something, like, probably on the more affordable side. So, in case, like whenever we do move eventually like if i want to sell it or something i can mm-hmm. um or something small that i could like move yeah, yeah i definitely want something like smaller so yeah i guess we'll get into what we're loving this week so kind of this was a collab because if you guys didn't know this is just a whole get to know us episode i guess but yeah. we live in connecticut in the united states of america if you don't know that us of i baby just yeah, kidding we're, we're literally not proud of that no <laughs> i because we do have international listeners surprisingly so we're from connecticut in the united states and connecticut is definitely one of the states that's like kind of quicker with the vaccine rollout i would say like five people live here we actually were able to get vaccination appointments this week Woo! oh god we're both getting pfizer pfizer gang yeah so we're really excited and if you're not getting vaccinated don't talk to me if you're not getting pfizer don't talk to me no (laughs) you can't sit with us if you got moderna my boyfriend got moderna and i was like (laughs) stop also speaking of my boyfriend i'm just really thankful for him because he okay it was like the night that everyone over the age of 16 in connecticut became eligible to get a vaccine i'm I'm thankful for him too then because i know what you're gonna say so there were like First, they did, like, the elderly population, as they should. Mm -hmm. Then they did, like, our parents' age, so, like, 50s, I think, like, later 40s. Now, it's just, like, anyone over the age of 16, which is, like, so awesome. And But it's also, like, there are millions of people in that, like, age range. So, we had a lot of competition for finding appointments. So, my ass was on at 12.01, looking for appointments. Didn't find anything. My Um, ass was asleep. I went to bed for like, I think I went to bed at like one. Then I woke up at four because I read that like a lot of pharmacies will like upload new appointments between like four and Mm 7am. So I had like Walgreens open. I had CVS. I had Rite Aid. I had like local uh, grocery stores like Stop and Shop and ShopRite. And it just was like, I just kept refreshing them for three hours. And then I said, okay, at seven o'clock, if I don't find anything, well, really it was like every hour. I was like, okay, if I don't find anything Mm -hmm. by five, I'm going to stop. If I don't find anything by six, and I was almost, like, addicted to it. I was, like, I want to do an appointment. I was, like, well, playing yeah, a game. Well, yeah, because, like, you're putting in so much work. Yeah, like. and so I was, like, okay, let me just, like, I've come this far. Let me go a little longer. And then at 7 o'clock, I was just, like, fuck this. I can't do it. So I closed my laptop. And then I, like, literally closed my eyes. And then, like, five minutes later, my boyfriend's, like, I didn't even know he was awake. But he literally shoots up out of bed. And I was, like, so scared. And then he was, like, oh, my God. Like, I found an appointment. Like, I can get you an appointment. He was able to get an appointment through his mom in New Jersey. So 
she like knows people so she got him an appointment which is awesome but i'm not a new jersey resident so i wasn't able to do that shit out of luck and so he was like oh my god i got you an appointment it's through yale university so that's exciting i got a pretty early appointment i am going this coming friday so that is that's nuts that's the, the ninth, that's the right? ninth and so i'm going there and then i texted erin and i was like dear lord i hope that she reads this message mm-hmm. and so uh, i texted her I was like stop what you're fucking doing and like go on this link and then she went on the link i guess you can take it from here yeah so like i was i already kind of woken up a little bit late because i tried to leave the apartment by like 8 15 the absolute latest and i'd woken up at like seven like 40 so it was already kind of rushing and then meg texted me and was like vaccination like here's the link and meg's boyfriend sent me the link which obviously i'm so grateful for and i was like oh maybe i'll just do it when i get to work but i was like no like i was like they're filling up fast there's like there was like over 1 million people that were like qualified for this vaccination mm-hmm. so i was like y'all like we gotta <laughs> Yeah, hurry up. So um, I literally scrambled, got onto the website. I filled out like all my information, but then for some reason, like my my chart wasn't working. Like I had to like re-put all my information in and I lost the original appointment I had. Like cause the original appointment I had was like the same. I think mine was April 9th too. Yeah, because and, we did it like right after. You went right on like, after. Like right on after you, you. And so I lost that. So, I mean, I'm still grateful to get April 19th. I I was having like okay this is incorrect term like use of the term we're gonna talk about this more in a second obviously but i was having kind of like imposter syndrome about the vaccination like i was i low-key had like a panic attack later at work because i was like i feel like i shouldn't be getting this because like we just had covid and i'm like i feel like other people should be getting it and i was like feeling really shitty about myself but then i was i literally read like 70 million articles and they were like the second you recover you're vulnerable no they're like the second you recover and if it's you're eligible like you should go because like you can literally still get it like obviously with like all the variants and stuff like we just don't know so it's better to be safe than sorry i think a lot of people think too that once you get it you're immune to it that's absolutely not true you can have some antibodies but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you can that you can't get it yeah um so it's really important that even if you've had covid to get your vaccine get your vaccine as soon as you're able um i know every state has their own like criteria for that yeah so basically long story short just like follow your state or like your country regulations and please get your vaccination as soon as you can because herd immunity is really important but we're gonna get into the episode yeah so. sorry for talking your ears off yeah i know we're just like chatty kathy's over here i have a lot to say so like we said we are doing imposter syndrome and i feel like this is sort of i feel like it's not a new phenomenon but i feel like it's a new term, sort of. Because I feel like nobody really talked about it until, like, millennials, like, Gen X, Gen mm-hmm. Z, because, like, we're such an anxious generation that I feel like we've just been, like, more open, especially when it comes to, like, work anxiety and imposter mm-hmm. syndrome when it comes to that, so. Yeah, so we have, like, a definition for you that kind of encompasses the whole meaning of it. So the definition of imposter syndrome that we have is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications. You may feel that you don't belong or that your friends or colleagues are going to discover that you're a fraud and you don't actually deserve your job or accomplishments. Oh my god. I feel like everybody (sighs) has like experienced this at one point. Like even if you're like, well, I feel like not necessarily when I was like when we worked in the service like industry, but definitely now that we both have like jobs with like adults and they're both like professional jobs like i don't know 
like I don't know about you I don't want to like speak for you but I definitely feel like every single day I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop and then to realize that like I'm an, an enigma sometimes like I'm literally not even doing anything wrong but I'm like bro I can't wait to get fired later yeah I'm like oh I'm counting down <laughs> but apparently um an estimated 70 percent of people experience imposter feelings at some point in their lives I feel like that's definitely higher but yeah I, I, feel, like, I feel like some people are like oh I don't want it the other 30 percent are lying um yeah so I'm actually gonna change that to 100 percent because when you think about it, like, I just feel like you never feel like you belong anywhere. And especially when it comes to, like, I feel like this has, like, this could also go along with, like, when you go to, like, a really nice school. Yeah. Or, like, an Ivy League or something. And, like, you, like, you obviously, like, my therapist tells me this all the time when I'm, like, freaking out about my job. And she's, like, they hired you for a reason. Like, they knew that you would be a good fit. And, like, they knew, like, it's not like I lied on my resume about my qualifications. Like, <laughs> that I really, would be funny, though. <laughs> I completely laid it all out on the table. And so, like, they know what I'm capable of. And, like, I interned with them for three months. So, like, they know what I can do. So, I don't know why I'm, like, literally panicking all the time that I'm about to get fired. And, like, it's okay to make little mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, as long as you just, like, course correct and fix them. People do shit all the time and mess up. Like, even your boss does, like, messes up. They might not tell you about it, but it 1,000% happens. And imposter syndrome, like, isn't even just in professional lives. It's, like, maybe you might feel that, like, that your friends don't really like you. Like, I feel like a lot of people have, like, if you've ever, like, had a, like, a close friend group and then you're like, oh my god, like, everyone hates me. (laughs) Or, like, maybe you've checked your Snapchat story and they, like, hung out without you or something Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my god, like, they didn't fucking invite me. Meg doesn't text me because she's busy and I'm like, great, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Or you might feel like that in your relationship. Maybe you think that your partner is way more attractive than you are and they're like, oh my god, why are they with me? They're going to cheat on me the first chance they get. Like, I'm not good enough for them. It's just, like, so hard to have that confidence in yourself. And that's what we kind of want to just, like, do with this podcast as a whole, like, specifically with this episode. It's, like, kind of bolster you up and, like, remind you that, like, literally everybody... I mean, we're going to get into this in a second, but literally everyone has felt this. I mean, we just shared that statistic. Like, imposter syndrome is something that everybody has experienced at least at some point, and it's definitely not something to be ashamed of. Yeah, so... Um, we're kind of just going to like get more into it. Um, we're going to talk about kind of like the people who are more likely to feel imposter syndrome or experience mm-hmm. it. So there are some people that are sort of like experts and they feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project, which <laughs> I can definitely relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they constantly look for new certifications or trainings in order to improve their skills. So that might be people that like continue like continually get degrees that Mm -hmm. like they might not need them for but they feel like they have to prove something to themselves they won't apply for a job if they don't meet all of the criteria in the posting which i feel like i will always do that like i don't apply for things that like i'm unqualified for because there's nothing more embarrassing than like i don't know (laughs) then it just like like the idea of that like somehow coming out that you don't know like what you're talking about or just like looking flustered or embarrassed is just like oh my god i feel like especially like post-grad you know all the jobs say oh you need five years of experience you're like i don't have five years of experience and it's an entry-level position (laughs) it's like what so i don't know it's i think especially for those of us like entering the job market it's like it's hard to know like what you should apply for because like a piece of advice that i feel like we always hear is oh apply to stuff that you're not qualified for Mm -hmm. but i don't 
I don't feel like I'm qualified to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're not, they're talking to other people. They're not talking to me. I mean, I guess like kind of like with the job I have now, it's kind of like how I felt because I majored in communications and video production. I mostly focused on like production based stuff, like in the studio, editing, it was all the stuff. Y'all. Yeah. Well, it was great. But the job that I have now is more marketing, social media based, and even applying for it and doing my internship, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but I was like, clearly they like appreciate my creativity. Like I'll have like somebody in my department be like, hey, like I really appreciate like your creativity and what you put in this. Or like I'll have a client like respond back to something I do and they're like, oh, I like this. No edits. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe you should rethink that are you like, sure about that you like it's hard to have that confidence in yourself you know yeah no for sure so another type of person that's kind of susceptible to imposter syndrome is the natural genius when the natural genius kind of has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something they may think this means that they aren't good enough totally relate to this i had i feel like i had such an easy time in high school and then when i went to college and like trying to do classes and stuff i was like i am a failure and i suck at everything mm-hmm they're used to skills like really coming easily to them and then when they have to put in effort their brain kind of just tells them that that's the proof that they're an imposter when that's like not true like not like life doesn't come easy to everyone like you can't expect every aspect of life to just like fall into your lap you know no and like no one's good at everything so like you might be like really good at like science or something but you might not be good at like english or math Mm -hmm. and like you think that because you're not good at that one thing that everything you do is bad which is not true it's your brain lying to you yeah no it really is i feel like it's human nature to sort of focus on the things that we either don't have or that we're not doing Mm -hmm. and we don't focus on what we already have and all the amazing things that we've accomplished mike drop gratitude y'all like because um gratitude journal write down what you're thankful for i know i need to do that i I used to do that in high school we had this um ap english language um class at my school and we took it and every single day my teacher would have us come in and everyone in the class had to share something they were grateful for and i just really miss that yeah and i think like that's so important but like um something i've talked about this in another episode before but something that my grandma always used to say was like she would wake up every morning and say what great things are going to happen to me today Mm. and i think that's such a great way to start your day and i think i definitely want to do an episode about this but like romanticizing your life and like romanticizing little things like i'm like oh i can't wait to have my coffee yeah oh i can't wait to have my baked oats that i made Mm -hmm. or like you know just little things like that like oh i can't wait to watch tv when i'm done with work or like like even like romanticizing like really walking into your office building like yeah or like oh my god i i can't wait to wear that cute outfit to work today or you know something like that like just Focus on all the little things, and I feel like that will really help you, especially right now during this pandemic when everything sucks. Yeah, I literally, like, finding the tiniest thing that gives you joy. Like, for me, it's reading a book a day. Yeah. Like, that may seem, like, a lot, but it's, like, finding the tiniest thing that, like, makes you not want to die is the best (laughs) part. Okay, so the next one we have, um, the next type of person is a soloist, and they feel like they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, they think that means they are a failure or a fraud. This one, I really, really strongly identify with. Yeah. I have a really, really hard time opening up. I also have a really hard time saying that I need help. Even, like, with school. I remember, like, I'm really not great at math. Yeah. And, like, I remember being in, like, 
middle school and like elementary school and I'd be like yo I don't fucking get fractions or whatever like whatever it was and I wouldn't ask for help because I would be like I literally I'd feel stupid asking yeah so I would like literally go on YouTube and like look at like fucking Khan Academy Stop and be it. like how do I like crash course how, how to with fractions the gr- with the green brothers okay, yes uh, they were so great though <laughs> that that's literally how I passed AP bio because I was like no that's like me with AP history I was like Hank Green please help me <laughs> please get me through this yeah so Honestly, like, that's so unhealthy, <laughs> and I need to stop doing that. No, like, literally, I feel like I just relate everything with this back to my job because it's my main source of imposter syndrome right now, but, for example, now that, like, I was obviously an intern, and they hired me on full-time, but there's other interns, and part of my job is supposed to give work to the interns. Nice. But, like, Coming up in the world. I can't delegate my work to anybody because I'm, like, I feel like a failure if I give it to somebody else. And so I just make myself do it and I feel wrong giving, like delegating my work onto another person. And, but then when somebody asks me to do work for them, I'm like, oh my God, no, totally pile it on. And also like, I think something that goes along with that is like the anxiety that someone won't do it as well as you do. So I feel like anything that you want done, you have to do it yourself. And that's also so unhealthy. Yeah. Yes, it is important to be like independent and to be able to rely on yourself, but like, please ask for help when you need it. I need to listen to this episode when I'm being stubborn as shit and Mm -hmm. like, don't ask for help because I'm literally the worst culprit of this, but just fucking ask like literally you have a voice use it yeah and you know if you see that someone else maybe needs help offer your help and the final kind of person that's i mean it's really isn't the final but i'm sure there's tons of other people that are susceptible to imposter syndrome but supermen or superwomen so basically they really just push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they're not imposters and they really feel the need to exceed in all aspects of life at work as parents as partners and may feel stressed when they're not accomplishing something I feel like social media definitely plays a big part of this. Like, you want to look like that bitch that does it all. You want to look like the one that has, like, the perfect kid and the perfect husband and, like, the perfect job and, like, the perfect home life and, like, you're cooking every night and you're, like, you have a six-pack and, like, all the stuff. But, like, that's not... I mean, I'm sure it is possible, but, like, it's not possible for everyone. Yeah, and, like, I feel like social media especially skews everything. Like, you, they only show the highs. Like people only show like edited pictures of themselves or pictures where they look good they Mm -hmm. don't take selfies at the mcdonald's parking lot at two in the morning when they're crying and like eating fries like no one does that and if you do then i love you and i need to follow you and please drop your at so i can follow you always looking for more relatable content the next kind of segment of this episode we're going to be talking about why people experience imposter syndrome there's not really like a definite answer to this it's more of just like theories Um, But some experts think that it might have to do with personality traits like anxiety or neuroticism, which is definitely accurate. 100% because I feel like a lot of, I mean, anxiety basically just stems from like obtrusive thoughts and like Mm -hmm. overthinking and stuff like that. And if you're overthinking about your job and overthinking about like a lot of people with anxiety already have confidence issues. LOL, y'all know we have anxiety, but we already struggle with confidence issues. And then when that plays into like our work, we're just overwhelmed with the thought that like we don't deserve to be there yeah and it's like i know aaron does the same thing but like we literally like triple check everything because we think that we like did something wrong or that like we messed up somehow and like we literally didn't like sometimes like i'll be leaving and like going somewhere in my car and i'm like oh shit i didn't lock the door did i lock the door and i have to run back up three flights of stairs to see that i did lock the door yeah and then i have to leave again and like it's so frustrating but that's just 
my life. That's my brain and yeah. it's how it works. But I think on the plus side, it does make me a more careful, cautious person. Well, for sure. So it's definitely not like Attention the worst to thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not the worst thing, but like. It's just something you have to like work around. Yeah. Another reason why like people could experience imposter syndrome is that it could also have roots kind of dating back to childhood and family life, which I totally get. Sometimes childhood memories such as feeling that your grades were never good enough for your parents or that your siblings outshone you in certain areas can leave a lasting impact, which, <laughs> um, girl, I feel that. The whole thing about like grades and never feeling like you're good enough, if it literally like what I said about like going to college like you just feel like you just like don't deserve anything I just feel like especially too that like dads are always really tough oh with my grades like my mom like really didn't care like not that she didn't care but she was just like as long as you're doing your best like mm-hmm. that's all I care about she's like if your best is a C then like that's it yeah and she's like if you need help like a tutor or something like I'll obviously get that for you but mm-hmm. like if you feel like you're doing the best you can then like that's what it is so I really like appreciated that and I, f- I felt like if I didn't do as well as I wanted to on something I could like tell her about it and she wouldn't like criticize me for it on the other hand my dad love him to death um he I don't think he ever really saw my report cards because I was afraid to show it to him and he was so busy with work that he didn't really, like, ask to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my mom would be like, oh, like, Megan got straight A's or something. But I remember, like, a couple times, like, I got, like, B's. Like, like I'd get, like, all A's and, like, one B. And then my dad would be like, oh, should have been an A. Or, like, I was like, bro, what the fuck? A B is still good. Like, yeah. I know my sister and I definitely, like, struggle with that. Like, with grades now and with, like, our dad. Because that was definitely a difficult like subject for us and definitely something like it has pros and cons because it def i feel like a lot of my work ethic comes from that mm-hmm. but like ne- it's also a negative because like my work ethic comes from the fear of things like it comes from the anxiety of doing poorly rather than like wanting to do good and like you to, feel like you need love like in order to get love like you need to be doing well like that's where like your respect comes from is like your work shit okay <laughs> i love okay, therapy therapy on the mic some people can feel it because of their environment or institutionalized discrimination that's a loaded point yeah um, obviously it's two white women we can't really yeah we can't i mean I, like to the point of being women yes but it's like to the point of like a racial bias or anything like that we totally can't relate to that but like i get that like i can't even imagine like women in like the earlier part of the 19th century like I think of, like, Hillary Clinton, who was in her law class, and she was, like, taking the LSAT, and she was, like, I think one of two women in the room out of, like, hundreds of people, and, the, like, a bunch of guys came up to her, and they were, like, you're taking someone's spot. Like, you shouldn't be here. Oh. And, like, she probably already noticed that she was the only woman in, like, pretty much the only woman in the room. Mm-hmm. And then she failed because of, like, probably because all the negative talk. So messed up. And it's... I feel like a lot of women go through that. Like, if they're in jobs that are traditionally, like, male-dominated, they might think, oh, like, why am I here? Like, I... Like, how did I even get this position? Like, I'm taking someone's job or, like, I'm not qualified. Yeah, when you deserve to be there just as much as everyone else does. Say that again. (laughs) You deserve to be there just as much as everyone else does. (laughs) That wasn't very convincing, but thank you for saying it. (laughs) So another reason is, like, when you feel like you belong, you have confidence. And when people look like you or sound like you, you feel confidence that you belong or are liked. And then the less that people look and sound like you, the more imposter feelings you will have. And it can really damage your confidence 100%. At my job, holy shit, does she have a job? <laughs> yes. Um, at my job, I'm one of three women. Yeah. At, and there's six or seven guys. And it doesn't really affect things that much because, like, 
but like because all the women like all the people in my it's like specific department are women like the three girls and i are do social media but i don't know it can be real like i do notice it sometimes like sometimes i do feel kind of like out of place Mm -hmm. which i feel like it can be like in any environment you know yeah no for sure and like I can't even imagine being, like, a minority oh and, god. like, walking into a room yeah. and being, like, oh, my god, I'm the only person of color here. Or, like, turning on the TV and seeing, like, oh, you know, like, no one on this show looks like me. No one on – no one in this movie is – like, looks how I look or talks how I talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I've never had to deal with that, checking my privilege at yeah. the door. Um, as a child, I never once thought like, oh, like someone doesn't look like me. There's always been at least one person that has looked like me. So, um, I can't even imagine, like, I definitely recognize it and I'm glad that like we're taking steps towards improving that and like being more inclusive, but Mm -hmm. we still got a long way. Yeah, we still got a long way. Like even like award shows and shit, they're so like exclusive and so many people that deserve like Grammys and stuff like that. Like yeah. don't get them. And it's it's still it's, very it's rigged. It really but, sucks. You know, in regards to the racial thing, you know, you might be in a place where there are some sort of stereotypes. So like for like, like an example, like all Asians are good at math. Maybe you're Asian and you're, you're not good at oh math. God, maybe yeah. your strong suit is science or maybe it's English. Um, you... I don't know you don't always have like I feel like it's just us put like putting pressure on ourselves and like you don't have to be good at everything and that's okay like everyone has their strengths just do what you love and like do like just work on what you need to work on that's literally all you can do but now that we just spent the past 30 minutes talking about imposter syndrome and why you have it we want to give you some tips on how to fix it because what's the point of bringing something to your attention if there's no constructive criticism so we have nine tips for coping with imposter syndrome and i'm going to share the first one because i want to go first uh the first tip is to know the signs obviously it's really easy to overlook the signs of imposter syndrome especially if you don't really know what it is especially in your day-to-day life you could be thinking listening to this episode this doesn't apply to me well hold on we're gonna share the signs that you might be suffering from imposter syndrome i'm gonna read them off for you guys you feel like you got lucky when you were actually prepared well and worked hard You find it hard to accept praise. You apologize for yourself when you don't actually do something wrong. (laughs) God, this hurts. You hold yourself to incredibly, sometimes impossibly high standards. You find the fear of failure paralyzing. You avoid expressing confidence because you think people will see it as overcompensating or obnoxious. And finally, you're convinced that you're not enough. I feel like all of those points every Uh, woman all of them applied to me literally every woman can identify with exactly so really just like pay attention to your language choices when you're talking to people when you're talking to yourself because especially when it comes to talking about work like this is something that i talk to my therapist about all the time is that like i'm a little deep for a sec i feel like i'm overly hard on myself in all aspects of my life so that and i'm like almost mean so that like if somebody says something to me it won't really hurt me because i'm already like mean enough to myself um yeah so if you find your own success or praise others give you uncomfortable maybe take some time to like journal or see a therapist or talk to a friend and do some like just like reflective thinking and kind of think back to like where that comes from and how you can kind of alter your thoughts in your professional life yeah you know um here's some like strategies to like you know implement that maybe like it sounds like kind of weird but maybe just like look at yourself in the mirror and be like say something that you like about yourself or list three things that you're 
three things that aren't physical that you like about Mm -hmm. yourself and I think it'll really help you just like get a little confidence boost and sometimes you just need to remind yourself like how great you are and that you do have a lot going for you even if you don't feel like it I want y'all to listen I know you're listening to this episode hopefully on 10 a.m in the morning on a Monday but (laughs) I want y'all to look in yourself in the mirror and say <laughs> been that bitch still that bitch and we'll forever be that bitch <laughs> yes and then come back to us and let us know how you feel okay so this is i feel like is one of the most important points like know that you're not alone and that like most like oh my god okay um and like some of the most important encouragement comes from realizing like how hugely successful people like ceos like i've literally read interviews with like ceos or like cfos of like huge companies and they're like yeah i literally feel like i don't serve <laughs> the show like how did i end up like literally how did i get it which is insane i don't know i feel like even like people that write books and stuff you know like mm-hmm. they might like put out a book like and that's crazy like you got published yeah that's a huge accomplishment but then like you're literally gonna be like oh my god everyone's gonna like read my book and like realize that i suck but i'm like clearly somebody read that somebody had to edit that book for you and like publish it and like they know that it was worth other people seeing and so like obviously don't put your worth into like other people put it into like yourself but i don't know just like remember that other people go through it too i feel like that's like the best part about mental illness is that like knowing that other people suffer with it too and like you aren't alone and knowing that you can go to other people for help so just like remember that yeah and like if you are feeling like that like maybe you're having a tough time at work maybe you're having a tough time in your relationship or a friendship or even your family life maybe just talk to someone that you feel comfortable talking to like literally whoever that might be in your life and whether it's like your therapist or like someone close to you and just say like hey you know like i feel like i or even like saying it out loud to yourself i think that's like even crazier because you you hear how you sound and you're like that's literally not true yeah like thoughts sound completely different than like verbal words yeah so maybe try saying it out loud and then if you're still feeling that way bring it up to someone and be like hey like how do you think I'm doing? Or like, do you think this is true? Like, be honest. Exactly. Like, I think Meg just made a great point because I mean, obviously we're huge advocates of therapy, but every mental health professional will tell you that like anxiety is your brain lying to you. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the times when you say verbally out loud, like what's going on in your head, you're like, wait, I am like, I don't believe this at all. And so like you, like, you know how you sound and also just like, talk we are we kind of just said this but like talk to yourself like how you would talk to a friend like i talk about that in therapy too sometimes i think some things about myself and i'm like oh my god i would never say this to meg like i would never talk to my sister like this and i'm like why do i let myself like talk to me like that you know yeah that's so important so many not enough people do that for sure so another tip for how to overcome imposter syndrome is to really just distinguish humility and fear So there's taking humility in your hard work and accomplishments and then there's feeling overcome with fear because of them and sometimes simply being good at something can cause it to like discount in its value because you're so great at something like oh my god like Meg and I have this all the time like she'll be like oh my god you edit the podcast and it's so good and I'm like oh it's nothing. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, bitch, like, this takes, like, a good three hours, like, I have to sit down and listen to it, transitions, ads, like, give yourself a break. So. My, my biggest thing is, like, I used to do this literally every single time I've gotten better at it, mm-hmm. but someone would say, like, oh, I like your dress. Yeah. Oh, I like your shirt, whatever, and be like, thanks, I got it on sale. Yeah. Like, I can't just be like, oh, thanks, yeah, like, I have dope style. Thank like, you for noticing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Like, I always have to be like, yeah, no, it's it was literally, like, $4. Yeah. Like, I, bitch, just fucking wear your clothes and just own it. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's this New York Times article where Carl Richards said that after spending a lot of time fine-tuning our ability, isn't it sort of the point for our skill to look and feel natural? Which is true. Damn. Like, you work so hard at something that you want it to seem like it's second nature, but... People don't account for all of the time and energy and the effort that went into you learning to how to do the skill. Something stupid as iMovie, like me editing a video on there. I'm like, oh my god, like it's so easy for me to show someone how to use it now, but I don't think about the years that it's spent. Like I spent like practicing and like moving stuff and learning the shortcuts and all of that. So it really just all boils down to feeling unworthy and there was another quote in a blog post that said, when you feel unworthy, any kind of response, positive feedback or reward feels like a trick, a scam, and the lack, like the luck of the draw. Like you feel like you stumbled into this opportunity. You feel like you don't deserve to be here, but like you put in this work. So it is possible to feel worthy without feeling entitled. You can feel like you deserve what you have without being like, yeah, I'm the baddest bitch out here. Like I'm the <laughs> only one that deserves this position, which I'm a burst your rubble. It's untrue there's definitely people that are equally as qualified as you there are always going to be people on the same level as you but they chose you so i don't know there's kind of this line to walk between humility and fear and it's hard to do but that's kind of the first step i think just remember to choose yourself too oh okay (laughs) damn so the next one we have is like let go of your inner perfectionist this is like so 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 important um like i think in very few cases being a perfectionist can be a good thing yeah um but i feel like it's also really bad for your productivity um i've definitely done this before where i've been doing a task and i'm like oh you know i made a mistake i have to start all over like i can't even like go back and edit it i'm like fuck it i'm throwing it out like In the it's, trash. it's over it's done i'm starting over you don't need to do that sometimes you can just like you know work with what you have and fix it and make it better um And it's also really time consuming to keep like starting over and like trying to make things absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's just all this undue stress that you don't need. Like not nothing in life is perfect. Absolutely nothing is. So you just the sooner you realize that, the better. Exactly. Um, And it's obviously not good for your imposter syndrome either. Um, And then like most people, not all, but most people that suffer from imposter syndrome are like really high achievers. And people set like impossibly high standards for themselves and like always have to feel like they're the best and that they're always performing at a certain level which is so much pressure to put on yourself and like please stop doing that (laughs) like i know it's so much easier said than done but like please just be kind to yourself especially right now um and this is like so true this is kind of just like another point that like when you feel like a fraud it's because you're comparing yourself to someone else um whether that's social media whether that's your sibling whether that's your coworker, you feel like you're just not living up to them and like what they do and maybe you like really look up to them but you're not them you're you mm-hmm. and you're great and you don't need there is no one else like you so just focus on being you and i feel like when you are confident like you're so much more beautiful and you just like you have such a presence like when you walk into a room I've only met, like, a couple people in my life that are like that, but you're just, like, almost drawn to them because, like, you can just tell that they hold themselves a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm just going to touch on this one briefly because this is kind of one that we've encompassed a little bit, but I still want to, like, touch on it as a whole. But just being kind to yourself. Imposter syndrome really often manifests as the voice in our head that just, like, throws negative stuff at you and is, like, 
you don't deserve to be here, all the stuff, but being kind to yourself is really the first step. It can really make a difference in overcoming all the stuff that's going on in your head and really just means changing the way that you talk to yourself and like practicing positive self-talk. Kind of like Meg already said, it's way easier said than done, but it's definitely a really great step to overcoming it. Um, hold on, sorry, I was looking ahead. The next point we have is to sort of like implement like new techniques into like helping you get over imposter syndrome. Uh, it's to track and measure your successes. So that's really smart. Maybe like r- like buy a journal. It doesn't have to be like a bougie one. It can literally be like one of those composition little notebooks oh, or like you can write it on your phone and just like you don't even have to write goals. You can just like say what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think right now getting out of bed is an accomplishment. Yeah. So like taking a shower, running a comb through your hair. I'll literally write like make my bed and I'm like, whoa. And me crossing it off my to-do list like, ow, ow. I'm like, I'm like woke up and breathed. Yeah. So just like celebrate it in your own way. Like even just little wins. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like, wow, I cooked an amazing dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did that. And also, I think a win is not ordering takeout um, every single night. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the urge is always there, but yeah. the bank account is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Your bank account is crying. Yeah, so just, like, you know, whatever that looks like to you, whether it's a spreadsheet, whether it's, like, writing it on Post-its and sticking it everywhere around your house, just give yourself, like, some little reward, whatever that is, and just remind yourself that, like, you've done great things in the past and you can keep doing them. The seventh tip that we have is to talk it out. No one should suffer in silence. Meg loves to not talk about her problems with me. (laughs) And sharing your thoughts and experiences with someone else will literally just make you feel better and will make you better equipped to deal with imposter syndrome. Even though Meg and I don't really talk about it that much, we totally should. But if you don't feel comfortable talking to your friend about it, really just talk to anybody. Talk to a manager. Talk to anybody that's in like a higher position than you that can give you advice because... I feel like a lot of imposter syndrome comes from not knowing anything and if you look up to somebody like a mentor or somebody like that that can really help give you advice that's definitely something that will be really beneficial to helping you overcome imposter syndrome a good quote that we found is if someone offers you an amazing opportunity and you are not sure if you can do it say yes then learn how to do it later i feel like that is crazy like i don't know what i like i heard somewhere that like you literally can just like pick a number if it's like 10 or Mm -hmm. 5 and just count to it and then just do it Mm -hmm. i think just like pushing yourself to do things there will always especially now with the internet there will always be a way for you to figure out what you need to do Mm -hmm. whether it's asking advice from like someone older than you or someone more experienced or if you literally just look up a youtube video yeah you can do whatever you want i know that sounds like lame but like you literally (laughs) can like I yes, learned, we can. I learned how to, like, change my oil. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally wild. I'm, like, so, like, man- like maniacally, oh, my God, mechanically challenged. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did that. And so, like, well, not change my oil. I, like, added oil to my car. Yeah. I can't no, change but, it. I don't no, have a jack. Still. But <laughs> me flexing on something I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that the opposite of imposters? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're actually not being very uh, humble right now. Yeah. Sorry about that. Be humble. so dope. Yeah, but just, I don't know. Also, like, no, like, you can say no to things, too. But, like, just try to say yes to things if you feel like you can maybe do it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's so much easier to say no and just, like, stay comfortable and just, like, stay at the level you're at. But you're you're only going to rise if you rise to the occasion. Try maybe not to say no. Maybe, like, if you're really thinking about it, just be like, oh, like, let me get back to you. Yeah. And just, like, mull it over and just... 
Or, like, just be impulsive as shit and just be like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it. But maybe yeah. don't say fuck. Like, fuck it. Fuck it, me lord. No, don't, please <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> please cut that out. That's so embarrassing. Um, be like, hell yeah, baby. Hell, hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I don't know. Just say anything that will, like, I don't know. Like Meg said, you can totally say no to things. But I feel like it's better to get in the habit of saying yes and then to occasionally say no than to have, I don't know, to just be in somebody's eyes as somebody that's always just gonna say no and not be ready to like i don't know stop living in your comfort zone yeah like honestly the moral of the story is to stop living in your comfort zone and try to take one small step every day to get out of your comfort zone for example i hate talking on the phone so (laughs) i try to answer phone calls at work now and that's great you should be doing that i I know a lot of us have phone anxiety i hate like my like my palm starts sweating knees we arms are heavy heavy. already already. mom's spaghetti okay anyway and just know that like saying yes and like doing new things can open a lot of doors for you or it might not be a full-blown door maybe it's a baby little tiny window maybe it's a window and you can just kick it in yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe they left their window unlocked maybe you can break the glass (laughs) maybe they left their basement door prop maybe there's like a glass ceiling or something that you can shatter i don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) just a thought just a thought yeah so just like don't limit yourself and there's always potential to just go and grow and the final tip to overcome imposter syndrome is to embrace the feeling and use it honestly as much as we gave you all these tips for how to like overcome it it's it's really not something it's not like a cold we would just like get better in a few days like it's something that you've probably had for years and hugely successful people like meg already said have constantly had it like pretty much their whole lives so really the best angle to i don't know the best angle to overcome imposter syndrome is kind of like when you have regular anxiety regular old run-of-the-mill anxiety is to just learn how to use it to your advantage so like we said obviously anxiety isn't the most positive thing but using it to your advantage in your job to pay attention to detail to be on time with assignments that you have to be a nicer co-worker because you're nervous that people are gonna hate you <laughs> but like it ends up kind of working to your advantage in the long run so i don't know just embrace the feeling and use it yeah and just like just feel it and then you just gotta let it go like it's so much you better to let it go it's just so much it's you have to feel things you can't like shove things down yeah and just deal with me them bank. okay me <laughs> um just deal with them as they come up like don't i tend to do this thing where i literally open a like an empty coke bottle and i shove all my feelings in there and you need to stop doing that because it's not cute but i really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode honestly this really inspired me like recording this so i'm kind of excited to edit it back i think this turned out really good we should do more like topics like this inspirational topics next week i totally want to talk about romanticizing your life because i feel like that's such a good idea yeah i just want to like we just so smart you just got to put the rose like color glasses on sometime and look at your own life shit but you guys so much for listening to this episode don't forget to rate and review the podcast on apple podcast subscribe on apple and spotify follow us on instagram at love you mean it podcast and yeah also you can like donate to the podcast oh yeah you can do that yeah for producing this a1 content (laughs) um for for producing the number one podcast on the apple charts yeah we actually um surpassed the daily again yeah yeah, we passed the daily again (laughs) fuck you michael pavaro just kidding kidding. he's literally daddy of the year just kidding we want you on the podcast wait you think if we email him he's my fucking dream guest i'm obsessed with him no my my dream guest is the host of the survivor (gasps) Jeff. jeff probes hey baby Please come on. Oh, my God. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next Monday. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it.